live. We're live. It's happening. Always. And forever. Hell yeah, man. And on YouTube. Again. Thank God. I was like, is he going to say it? Always. He said it. Yeah, this is our second episode recording live onto YouTube, guys. Uh, if you are interested in getting the podcast, what? Because we're live. I text my wife that we're live on YouTube. <laughs> This is this is this is what she says. I'm li- woohoo. I'm listening. Don't fuck up. <laughs> Thanks, Noel. So I already did. Um, no, you didn't. That's okay. But I was this, gonna say something else. Go ahead. I don't remember. Oh, I was. Oh, I was, I was explaining to the people listening. If mm-hmm. you're just listening to the podcast right now, you can actually check us out on our YouTube channel. Brian posted a link on our Facebook. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll post a link in uh, in the description of this episode. Yeah. Um. So you guys can can follow that if you guys want to watch uh, watch along. Um. We probably won't continuously go live as we record. That'll be something that we probably save for our Patreon folks. Um, but for right now, while we're practicing, enjoy the episode like almost 24 hours in advance. If I if I have my way with it, folks, the community, and I'm looking at you right now. On oh, YouTube, he's looking at the camera. I can't really because the camera's you focusing on you. That I will do everything in my power for our, every one of our podcasts to be live, streamed to you for yeah. free. Nice. Because I am a borderline socialist, and I believe in everyone getting everything for free. Mm. But so we also Tupac. need to support this podcast. Yeah. So Patreon, I, I thank you as well. Yeah, we thank you the most. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, now I'm all nervous because your wife is watching us. I know, I know. Well, that's exciting. You always want to incorporate, her, especially in the aftermath and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, uh, and and I always appreciate. So I mean, it's like she's here with us in spirit, anyways. Yeah. And just like you, the Mad Libs community, and those watching at home on YouTube right now. I put a camera in the uh, the podcasting uh, studio. Now, all of a sudden, Brian breaks eye contact with me constantly. Like, <laughs> He's constantly I, looking at the camera. I learned from Deadpool. You know, I, I, oh, I, I like fourth, to break the fourth yeah, wall. break that fourth wall. Didn't it, was in, in the first one, doesn't he break the fourth wall within the fourth wall? I don't know. Dude, now we're starting to get... You, so... <laughs> That's breaking the fourth wall. Squared. It's like our conversation that we had today, where I oh, called yeah. you randomly, and no, I probably yeah. sounded like I was so high. No, you sounded. I'm, great. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll give a brief description. I was talking about the dimensions of a moment, and and I. I kind of want to flesh it out and and dive a little deeper. I. I talked to my wife about it after you because mm-hmm. no one was picking up. Like I called yeah. my wife and I was like, "Well, then I gotta. I gotta call Kevin." You yeah. immediately pick up your second call, but really. First in my heart. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, you're most reliable. But, yeah, yeah. I get it. I'll yeah. take that. First, some, first That's in my heart. Better. That's way better. So, so I call Kevin, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here's this idea. And and maybe one day I'll flesh it out on a podcast as well. But I really want to kind of develop it because I don't know. I, it was just, like, one of those things, and it spoke to me. And I, I kind of want to write about it and, and see if it goes anywhere. If not, I'll make a podcast about it. And maybe you guys can tell me I'm absolutely crazy. But here mm. nor there. I want to be part of it. That, that's where I was at. With yeah. That. Well, and you told me on that call. Oh yeah. That you suffered, you suffered a little bit of heartbreak. I did. I was just gonna say. Speaking of wives, let's talk about heartbreak. <laughs> Which, it has nothing to yeah, do with Anna. No. <laughs> I'm trying to be as good at segueing as you are. Uh, yeah, I had my my political heart was broken. Yeah. And I know, and I, I'm sorry to bring this up because I'm sure that your political heart might be sobbing right now too, along with AOC on the Congress floor. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I don't I don't think my political heart is broken. 
um, I'm mad at a, at a particular party, but the people I care most about in, in yeah. terms of politics, AOC and Bernie, and even Elizabeth Warren, have kind of, they've done me right so far. At least by even, me. Well, yeah. Even when AOC voted, pre- changed her vote to present when they were talking about the Israeli missile dome. Yeah, I, and she did come out and say she regretted that. Yeah, but she still did it. Yeah, I like know. this is the job that you've signed up for. I know. I, I read, think she I read, her, said I read, no. I read her four-page thing on it. Did you really? It I wasn't four pages. It. it was like four paragraphs, but whatever. Oh, well, if you put each paragraph on its own page, it's four pages. Accurate. Yeah. If you split the paragraphs in half and put them like each on their own page, it's eight pages. <sighs> I mean, it's almost like a John Grisham novel. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> Proud of you for a lot of the things that you say, but that's up there. <laughs> I, I think I think it's my goal. It's not a complete podcast until I get one of those moments from you. Mm, no, yeah, that I think really that's good. I think I'm that's filled what it with is. joy right now. Okay, I am. The so, endorphins are rushing, but yeah, my political heart was broken, man. Um, you know, I talk about Tulsi Gabbard. I haven't so much recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she's not really in the political sphere so much. Yeah, I know. Yet, but she but she was in my she's political. Back. She was in my political heart. Yeah, but she is. Um, she's Anakin Skywalkering it. Yeah, I mean, not she hasn't gone full force yet, but she's she's slipping down. She's digging a hole from which, if she digs any further, she may not be able to climb out of, even with all of her. Army Reserve training. Um, I'm just very disappointed. Yeah, so she she was very big on a couple of things during her whole campaign thing, and one was um, staying out of foreign regime change wars. She said that all the time. But she has since come out, like, not necessarily... She didn't straight up approve the drone strikes that we've been doing, but she said how useful drone strikes are, Mm -hmm. which I just feel like... Bad political move after what happened most recently in Afghanistan where we hit that target. Right. She didn't say that too long ago. It was like after the it was after the, the civilians had been killed. I believe so, but I don't know that to be 100% accurate. Um, but I was disappointed in that. And then she was talking, she was commenting on the Haitian Im- immigrants. Yeah. So And, and, she's, been, you know, and she's, been, she's been hanging out with Tucker Carlson a whole lot, which... You know, respect for that because he's always been very good to her as far as giving her airtime. Yeah. You know, when like CNN and the other guys wouldn't because she didn't go down that complete leftist line. You know, that complete, you know what I mean? She had some ideas that were more centrist or even right leaning. Um, yeah. And so he well, gave I think, her that space. I think she, she was kind of a dark horse. She wasn't, uh, they only really gave, like, because they didn't even give. They didn't even give Kamala a lot of press. It was like basically Biden, Sanders, Warren, Kamala. Buttigieg didn't get much time until he was no. like basically. Yang uh, got almost none. Yang got almost none. So it was like the, CNN focused mainly on, on the front runners. Um, Tucker Carlson did uh, give some time to um, to Tulsi as well. So, I mean. Yeah. I think he gave time to Yang too. He might have. Yeah. Fox News did. I don't know if it was Tucker. Yeah. But regardless of that, you know, she said some, she basically, and it was, it was actually a direct quote. I think you can look it up on her Twitter, um, saying that the Trump way of, or the Trump way of immigration law, which they've actually come out and said is illegal now. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that she was like almost in support of it. She said it was working is what she said. Not yeah. that she was in support of it, but I mean, she also trash talked that in all of her campaign speeches, too. So it's like it was just it was very disheartening for me because, like, I really had I I make fun of 
you know, I make I poke a little fun on the podcast and, you know, call her my political lover. But, um, well, and it's just like I put a lot of faith in her. I, th- I really, truly, and I still think she has it in her, and I'm hoping she doesn't go down the like that Dan Crenshaw sort of rabbit hole where like he just goes full tilt Trump. Um, I don't, and I don't think she would ever do that, but regardless, um, well, and she was also very, uh, very adamant with going against Biden regarding, uh, his comments on the border patrol. Right. He said that those border patrol officers that were riding horseback and, um, strapping, which I guess would be kind of considered like whipping with the strap of the, the reins. Right. They said, you know, there were abuse towards these uh, immigrants seeking asylum from Haiti. Right. And he said that those Border Patrol agents would be punished. And she was claiming that he's uh, exercising too much executive control and that he's trying to be judge, jury, and executioner and everyone deserves a fair spot in, in the trial and, or a, a fair trial or whatever yeah and and, you know i think biden was just kind of um i guess elevating the american voice the the general public was obviously very distraught and he was reacting in the moment his department of homeland security the secretary of uh, the dhs um took a step back and said you know he's he's echoing the 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 sentiment of the american people right now mm-hmm. but we will do a full investigation and whatever yeah. that investigation finds we will punish accordingly which think- is the proper <laughs> way to to deal with that but well and it's the it's the that's the verbiage he should have used perhaps you know what i mean he yeah. he, he, he said he said what he thought the the public wanted to hear you know what i mean and and probably what he believed too i'd imagine yeah. i hope yeah, I mean the the um, images like, the images that we saw were not very positive, right? Yeah, no, they, for they, sure. They were they were not good images, and and so he reacted to that, you know. And I don't think there's going to be that much more to it. Uh, so I, I guess mean, you never know. You know what I mean? Like I always wait yeah. until the final story has been printed, right? And um, hopefully fact checked. But I mean, yeah, it doesn't look good. You know, I think Tulsi was kind of um, not pulling at straws, but I think that she was being hyper. She was being hypersensitive to to his, the language that yeah, he chose and, to use, and she's over politicizing it. Yeah, and I don't know why, other than maybe she's considering a run. I think she's probably considering a twenty twenty four run, but it wouldn't be under the Democratic umbrella. That's not that's anymore. what I'm starting to think. It's not like anymore. maybe she's trying to do a switch, and because yeah. this. Here's the thing. Is this a big issue? Absolutely. Not the issue we're going to be talking about tonight, but it is a big issue. The the crisis at the border. Now it's not only, come, you know, um, uh, Hispanic people coming up through the Mexican border. Now we have Haitians, you know, seeking asylum through the same pathways. Right. And that's another big issue because not only have they dealt with tremendous turmoil from, you know, uh, the weather, you know, the, the hurricanes that have hit. Yeah. They've had to deal with a, uh, a presidential assassination. So now you have complete and utter chaos, a lot of violence. And, you know, people are just trying to escape that. Yeah. I think it's it's getting to a point where, you know, the border is a big issue. It, it has been. And now, you know, the Biden administration needs to handle it. But the way Gabbard is going after it, the way it, it just it speaks to me in a way that she's trying to pivot and maybe play the right side where she's, you know, 
I, I, I she don't. gets those libertarian independents. She gets some of the Trumpers on her side. She gets some of the conservatives because she she does want to you know reduce spending and all that. Yeah. So I I think she's kind of in that that area where well the Democrats she's going to be able to feed off of the independents saying that the Democrats didn't get enough done. And she could be going for that because I, I think that Joe Biden has lost a lot of that like those those um, the, the moderate independents the moderate independents yeah. Vote for Even sure. the right-leaning moderates that yeah. didn't want to vote Trump. Right, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I haven't given up on her yet. Um, I think that maybe she's trying to play some sort of political game, which again I don't really like, anyways. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. How do you feel about um, not to dredge up any emotions no. for you? <laughs> I'm an emotional person. <laughs> it's hard not to. I know, right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what do you think? Why do you think AOC voted present? Do you think it was just pressure from Pelosi? Do you think that it was like a, I know there was some talk about uh, doing a little bit of gerrymandering and throwing some more higher, like some higher Jewish population into her district, which wouldn't be good for her. I, um, I really don't know. Because she's been very harsh on 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 Israel for sure. Yeah. As far as calling it yeah. like an apartheid state and like. Right. Um, I mean, it's behaving all, that way. So. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, and, and listen, like, I think it's very easy because like if you're worried about the Jewish vote, like you're fucked already from what you've said. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, you might as well. I, you I either don't... you either apologize or you lean into it, um, and like, you know, you you came here to do a job and to and I, I get it. All politicians do it. You know what I mean? We're just we're still looking for that political white knight, and I think that that political white knight really the only one out there is Bernie Sanders. He's you know because yeah, I mean? he's, he's just a, I know he's just a solid motherfucker. Yeah. Um. I mean that guy is just like I know does not waver. No. He Pelosi could say whatever she wanted to him, and he'd be like, you know, I, I'm not going to do his voice because I can't do it. But like, I mean, he'd be like, I don't give a shit what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah. very, he'd say, but Schumer he'd say it, as well. Yeah, he'd say it like a he'd say it like a grumpy old man, but like, and and he's which I don't think he's grumpy. I'd still go grab a beer with him. I don't know if he's a beer drinker. You know, I think he a, scotch. He, <laughs> I don't know. I would like to know if if Bernie Sanders still drinks at all. What what would be his drink of choice? It'd be something weird. It'd be like tequila, Cuba Libre. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> Brian's got you. Uh, you I know, literally almost uh, yeah, but how do you, how do you why do you think that she yeah voted president? I don't know. I think it was to make a statement and stand but, out. But what statement? I don't is know. Making? I it's really not don't making know. a good statement. No, I I agree, and I think that's why she like went yeah. back and said like and I'm and I'm not trying to pick on her. No, at all, no, it's I fair know, call. No, 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 no. But why, where I was going to go with it too? Because her little four paragraphs of, of rambling was really, and I hate to say this, and I I truly. Well, it was just like kind of like word vomit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't well written. I don't know why her staffers let her put that out. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't read that actually. Yet. I think she's going through something like maybe personally, emotionally, maybe like she wasn't quite ready to be shoved into the limelight like she is, even though she capitalizes on it every time she can. Uh, and I'm not saying yeah. that, and, you know, I'm, I'm a lot of disclaimers here, but I'm really just trying to show you that like I'm yeah. not coming after. No, her. I know. I'm just a lot of questions were raised in my head and I'm not, and you know, and I, and I won't even challenge her to a bartend off right now. Cause I know that she's broken inside. I, I don't think it is necessarily broken. I think it was a miscalculation. And I think I would say generally when she's taken shots, mm-hmm. they've worked. 
And I think she tried to take a shot and it backfired. And this is like one of the first times she's having to face that. So she tried to make a statement that would both uh, explain, but also get her kind of off the hook. And it didn't work. Yeah. But the thing is too, like, I guess it's one, if she would have come out and said, I've been under a lot of pressure from, you know, people in my party to, to vote this way, or I voted this way because I'm worried about having more Jewish people in my in my district and them not voting for me. Like I guess I would have had a little bit more respect. And I don't even know if that's true. I'm just like trying to to reason. Um but uh yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like cuz I I I would have voted no on that. You know what I mean? I would have said nay. Like no, Israel's its own country. They've got their own money. They're a wealthy country. Like why are we going to help? Why are we spending Brian and Kevin's and all the Mad Libs podcast listeners money on building them a missile protection system. You build your own fucking dome, asshole. Well, speaking of which, the Chicago Bears, uh, I think they finally put in that contract. They're buying. Yeah, they're car. yeah. It's, uh, it's happening. Almost two hundred million dollars. Yeah, you and I are going to be able to drive only like thirty minutes and go to a Bears game. That'll be nice. That'd be fun. Uh, to get back to it, though, with the dome vote, I, I think, I think she voted present as a way to abstain. She didn't want to vote one way or the other. I yeah. I think it was she was pulled in different directions partially. And I agree with you 100% that like we keep funding all these other countries. You know, here's the thing, right? Israel doesn't have the money for the dome, but they have the money for universal health care. Right. Why don't we have universal health care, but we're funding their dome? Yeah. I mean, if they were building a dome for us different story well and and that's the the, that's the thing that bugs me about all this is we're funding all of these money should be the money should be going to us not to another country no not necessarily us like i don't care if we're giving us i meant us to as an as a country no i know but i'm saying like i don't care if it's going towards us but why are we funding things that are going to be defense systems or missile systems that kill more more young people over in the middle east why are we doing that for a country that we already give tons to. Yeah. But also has the things that people like you and I want. Now, I understand we don't necessarily agree 100% on, on universal health care, but we both agree that the healthcare system has to be fixed right. and no one should be going medically bankrupt in this country. So tell me why we are funding a defense system for a country that has universal health care. Right. We should not be giving tell you. defense systems to countries that have the things that we need. Now, I'm not saying, okay, we can never give foreign aid because we have homeless people here and we have to take care of America first. I'm not that person. Yeah. But I do have an issue with us spending taxpayer dollars to give a defense system, a, a system that is designed to either you know, promote war or whatever or engage in, in warfare tactics Right. when we're giving money to a country that has all the things, the, 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 the fundamental things that we desire here it, it, it just baffles me that's that's the most frustrating oh, thing about this very whole strange. thing yeah. it's like israel i get it we fund them because we we need to maintain um military contact with them they're they're uh, you know a, stri- a, a strategic point for our, our military system and i get that right but i'm tired of us giving all of this extra military aid to a country that has used their taxpayer dollars to fund universal health care that should be number one on our list before we start saying, oh, well, we need to keep boosting all these other countries' military systems. Yeah. 
I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. So it hath been picked up. I'm just saying she should have never gotten rid of her nay vote. Yeah. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. Moving into present, I I, <laughs> I do think it was a miscalculation, and I think you that know, was me karate chopping yeah. her decision. I and she and now people she came can out see and what said, I'm doing. Yeah. Now people can. <laughs> people are gonna see my oh no when I start so, rocking and rolling. And I'm stirring up the rice. So here's the thing. So here's the thing when I'm when I'm you know stirring up the pot right you <laughs> yeah. know getting ready. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, for those of you that uh, are just listening on the podcast, we still appreciate you just as much. Don't Absolutely, worry. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm pantomiming eating. Sometimes I get my 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 wrist going, and I just start. Well, okay, now that just comes off weird. Now, when Brian gets the wrist going, he's just trying to shovel in more food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the wrist. Like I'm, I'm more, eating. Give me I'm some eating. more crap yeah, mac and just, cheese, I'm, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Which is definitely more than 350 calories. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you win some, you lose some, Bri. That's why it's good your wife's home right now to cook for you. <laughs> the worst. I shit you not. There was a night. Um, she was on vacation. Her and Nora were gone. Yeah. And I, I didn't eat much that day. And I was like, mm. man, I am starving. Yeah. And I did two boxes by myself mm. and I ate it all. And I'm I like, could probably do it. I'm like, oh man, I didn't even get my daily caloric intake. It was like 700 calories. No, Brian, it was like 1600 in one sitting. You got plenty. Yeah. I mean, you were still under your 2000 calorie. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, another issue with yeah. this funding the drone, the, the, the dome system. Yeah. Is it increases our spending. Oh, Brian. Which puts us at a deficit, which adds to the debt ceiling. Oh. And we need to decide, are we going to pay those debts off or not? Mm. Not your best segue, but it was good. Well, it was hard to go from Kraft Mac and Cheese back to <laughs> politics. All I can think of is... <laughs> Anyone can do it to you. Caloric, <laughs> caloric intake. But, I would have I gone something like based on caloric deficit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's still deficit, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, Uh-oh, Brian's got his pen out. Let's get talking. So, yes, yeah, so we want to talk about the, the debt ceiling today. Well, and here's We're the going thing. to raise the roof. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love it. I love it. Do you? I love it. Okay, good. And it seems like the Republicans... <laughs> they want to fucking bring the roof down on us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Republicans. Well, it feels like no matter how hot in her it gets, they're, they're not raising the roof. Okay, uh, they did whenever they wanted to, but For right them, the now, roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Right, right, and that's what it is, right? The roof is on fire. I don't know. The roof. We don't need no the water. Roof, yeah, the roof is on fire. Yeah, we don't need no water. To let that mother trucker burn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we look at this, and and up until about fifteen years ago or so. There was one instance where it was politicized, and, and Joe Biden was actually kind of a part of that, and that was during the Bush era when we were running up this massive debt that we had never seen spike like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deficit was spending at a rate we couldn't, we had never imagined, and that was due to the Iraq War um, and the Afghanistan War. But they found those weapons of mass destruction, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, 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 right. Worth it. <laughs> So, so, and the big issue with, with that was, and why Biden and, and the Democrats at the time kind of used the, the debt ceiling as, as a political tool was, you know, George, in order to declare war on another country, it has to be declared by Congress. 
And what was declared was an executive order with a preemptive strike in order to protect ourselves. Right. And for that, Congress wrote a blank check. And so that blank check started tailing up scores that they had never seen before, right? And that's when the Biden and the Democrats that opposed that spending utilized this like, hey, we can't just keep raising the debt ceiling just because you keep going in this massive deficit right. in order to fund a war that was never actually approved. Right. So that 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 whole war, the Afghanistan and, and Iraq wars were not really supposed to happen. Right. Congress never declared official war. I think they might have for the war on terror, but certainly not Iraq. I believe they did. So after 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, like that's when it kind of started. But it really became a political tool uh, with McConnell against Obama. Yes. And, and that was around 2011. But he was OK with it under Bush. Very okay. Yeah. You, you said you watched a video about it, right? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, this is the way that America is going to move forward. You know what I mean? Because like, and so one thing that I want to clarify right off the bat, just want to get this off my chest, because the biggest issue, because like I've been, you know what I mean? Like before the podcast, sometimes I'll chat with people about the same subject. So yeah. like, it's kind of like a way for me to like get the facts to stick in my head. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it works. Or sometimes I just practice in front of a mirror. Now you can speak to an audience at home. Yeah. Hey. So I'm like cut off in the screen. They can't see me if I look like <laughs> I purposely have it pointing more towards you. That's just the sound guy. <laughs> he chimes in too much, <laughs> but, uh, no, but, um, <laughs> you speak the, to people to remember. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I know okay. exactly where I'm at. Don't worry. I took my alpha brain today mm-hmm. on it. If you want to sponsor us, you can. Yeah. Um, but, I think there's a big confusion about raising the debt ceiling. I think that so many people think mm-hmm. that it means, and I know we mentioned this in another podcast, but I feel like it's probably, uh, it's rel- apropos. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Good French. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, raising the debt ceiling does not mean that we are going to incur more debt. It means that we are going to open it up so that we can pay for more things that we already owe money yes. on. Yeah. So, and actually, Bill Clinton, he had a speech too that was, you know, what I mean, it kind of made it. And actually, even Reagan said it because Reagan, who fucking raised the debt ceiling over a dozen times during his presidency, not 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 being hyperbolic either. It was yeah. literally over a dozen times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the opposite of hyperbolic right now. Yeah. I'm hypobolic. <laughs> My God. You're anabolic. <laughs> I'm like embarrassing myself, and I don't care. <laughs> Just having a little bit of fun with words. Yeah. Um. God, I haven't haven't even had any whiskey yet. Um. <laughs> But no, I think that that's that's important to, to put out there. Yeah. Like we're not incurring more debt. Yes, we're going to borrow more money, or you know what I mean, get more money. Essentially, so we, yeah. yeah, within the year. Yeah, but I mean, if they did, I, I want to say it was. Um, I can't remember who did this study. Um, uh, shit. Regardless, they did a study and they they looked at like so. Say we don't raise the debt ceiling. Well, then we're relying on what the what the cash on hand that the government has. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, if we look at, I think it's what, what October, what were they calling for? October, is it the 14th? Yes. It's uh, mid-October. It's yeah, like 15th, 14th, 15th. Something like 14th that. 14th through the 17th, somewhere there. So we rely on just the cash on hand. So $27 billion is what, what would, is what the cash on hand would be. Yeah. So what would be owed that day? Is like something like forty-five billion or forty-six yeah. billion, and so if we don't pay that, it rolls over to the next day. 
Yeah. And it, it just creates this entire mess, you know, not to mention we're not putting out social security checks or whatever. You know I mean? Things are putting, getting thrown by the yeah. wayside. Um, all of our social programs. Yeah. So, I mean, get fucked. so yeah, the, the, the government shutdown can happen starting tomorrow. So that's the crazy thing. The shutdown happens. So the end of the, the fiscal good. year it's is... Good. McConnell I think doesn't sub- know if he fed his horses or not. He's got to go home and check. <laughs> so, so, so I think it's September 30th is the end of the fiscal year. Correct. And so the shutdown can happen as soon as tomorrow. The other problem, like you were saying, is the debt ceiling. So the shutdown, and this is something that people get confused about, is like shutdowns happen every year. So, oh, the ceiling thing happens every year. No, it doesn't. It did happen, I think, in 2019 last under Trump and and when the pandemic started and all that. And they voted to suspend and then raise and whatever. I think they raised and then suspended. So the shutdown is something that we've seen almost on a yearly basis which is how much they can like kind of lay out as a budget and spend and all of that and if they don't have the budget they can't start spending the money and that's when the social security that's like when you see national parks get shut down and like because you know those are federally funded and you know okay so that that's the shutdown the 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 debt ceiling is is a big deal like you talked about we're not paying what we owe right and that's that's the 15th or 16th so when they do shut down that's one thing it's not good it it delays things it it causes all these wrinkles in our system and now we're back paying social security if it goes on longer than a week but the debt ceiling is a big issue because now if we don't if we don't have a resolution by the i think it's the 16th um, if we don't have a resolution by then, we can go into default on our loans. And right. what happens then is you start to lose credit. So if our credit rating drops, yeah. now you're in big trouble. Oh, because, yeah. you know, we owe money. And, and when, when we talk about owing money, who do we owe this money to? And about, about 70 to 75% of that is actually owed to, like, the government entities, but also, like, you know, wealthy Americans. People if you who, own a treasury bond. Exactly. That's exactly right. What I, was I know I, I used to get those uh, from my family when I was really young. A lot, like a lot of times when a, a baby is born on their first birthday, instead of giving them another, you know, suck toy or whatever, uh, uh, you know, pacifier or whatever, you get them a treasury bond. And in that you say, all right, I'm going to give you a $25 now. And then after 15 years, all of a sudden it's fully matured. It's now 50. Well, you're actually owning some of the debt of America by owning those bonds and the yield that they present and all of that, right? So if we default on that, no one's going to want to invest in that debt. And now we have a big deal. And I'm glad you made the point about spending. This has nothing to do with current spending. This isn't saying, oh, well, Joe Biden can go spend like crazy if we raise the debt ceiling. No. No. And this isn't all Donald Trump's fault, but we did add $7 trillion under his administration. Right. So we're having to back pay that. We have to pay that eventually. And so this, this debt ceiling has to be raised in order to pay for that, to pay for Obama, to pay for Bush, to pay for well, that's about it because Clinton yeah, had got Clinton, us to a yeah. surplus. Way to go! Yeah. So, so between Bush, Obama, Note and to future Trump, presidents get a blowy in office. <laughs> See, and in that moment, I wish you would have looked directly into the camera. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I'm still polite when the cameras are on, Brian. I'm still looking at you. Um, correct me if correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So, 
the only time that the debt ceiling raise wasn't approved was it was it eisenhower or was it carter um i actually don't know i know i know this has started since 1917 and i think since the 60s yeah because world war after world war one is when they really that's they when realized they, 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 they needed they're to. like oh yeah because they don't know how much money they spent on world war one right and Way so to go boys <laughs> hey we won the war uh <laughs> isn't that always the way yeah so We've raised it, I think, since like the late 60s, like 64 times. And I don't really know of a time where we didn't raise the debt ceiling I, because we've never gone into default. Right. So there might have been an instance where they didn't raise the debt ceiling, but we weren't over it. Like right now, the debt ceiling is at $28 trillion, and I think we're at $28.4 trillion in debt. Yeah. So we're actually already over the ceiling, so we owe more. And that's why it's it's not like we don't have any wiggle room. We need more wiggle room. It's like we're over. Like we yeah. owe money. And we can't pay for it. And if we don't pay for that, we go into default. That's why we just need to like one time it and just say, you know what? Let's raise the debt ceiling. Okay. What do you want to raise it to? A gajillion dollars. <laughs> well, that's interesting you bring it up because Denmark actually has no debt. Like they have a debt ceiling, but it's so high up there that they never worry about it. Yeah. Um, and there's other countries that have similar uh, methodologies. Like they have like, uh, you know, 60% their their GDP has to or their debt ceiling is sixty percent of their debt ceiling or something like that. They're, so like so they'll never their debt will never outpace their GDP. Right. And the reason we're able to do that is because there's so much dependency on the dollar. Right. And we can continue growing at such a rapid rate. But right now our debt is higher than our GDP. And that's that's the craziest thing. It's well, like And we don't want to be like we don't want to be the reason that there's issues with the global economy. We'll leave that to China. <laughs> that's true. So I wanna I wanna take a step back here yeah. and, and kind of go back over who's at fault. And and the real answer is everyone, right? America is living like the American household. And beyond most, their means. Yeah, in most households, people are living beyond their means. With that said, you know, that's okay if you're in a growth state, you're young and you're 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 trying to amass more, you know, you're you're building yourselves up. How are you doing that? Well, I'm acquiring assets. Especially if you're taking on debt for for two things, uh, a home or yeah. education, right. those are usually going to have good ROI. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, right? So those are going to have good ROI. Credit card debt, not usually a good thing. You're buying things that you can't sell off and like all that. Yeah. Same thing with a car. But in general, you're trying to be in a growth state, and that's why you take on more debt than you have income coming in. And that's fine. That's what companies do. Uh, that's like what Amazon did early on. That's what Uber does. Like all right. of these massive companies take on you know, a lot of debt, but they're growing at such a rate, right? So that's that's why they do that. So no one's really at fault here. As much as I'd love to just sit back and blame Donald Trump, it's not just Donald Trump, right? No. It, it's Obama and it's, and it's Bush and it's, you know, that's just part of the American system right now. And yes, would I love to cut spending here and there? Absolutely. I'd love to spend differently, more responsibly. So even if we didn't cut it, but we spent it more responsibly, I would be fine. You know what I feel like is the America as a country, mm -hmm. it's kind of like um, how how people are now with uh, like subscription based services. Interesting. Explain. Well, you don't really know how much you spend on all your subscriptions. If I asked you between like Netflix and oh, Hulu I would have no idea. 
Amazon, all that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even like for me, like I have like a uh, cloud storage mm-hmm. on iTunes and I get like a fucking charge. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's funny. I think I have two. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. So do I. Yeah. Okay. I pay like 99 cents or whatever. 99 like, cents for one and then you pay like 9.99. Yeah. Oh, nine, okay. 9.99. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're spending the same every yeah. month. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like we don't keep track of how many subscriptions we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if we tallied it all up, we'd kind of be like, well, fuck. Yeah. I guess I don't really need all of these, do I? You know what well, I mean? And that's why so many services, whether subscription services or like your your phone bill, your yeah. comed bill, whatever the case is, that's why there's so many of them just on auto pay. Yeah. Because it takes away that like scrutin, uh, scrutinization out, yeah. of, out of the process. Like, man, do I really need this? Like if it's on auto pay, Usually you're like the you no. budget. Yeah, you budget it. I mean, the comed's probably important. Yeah, comed and like AT and T, but you you might like say, hey, I've been with you know Verizon for so long. I need to get my bill down. Like how how can I go about doing that? Let me yeah. call in. Yeah. And usually you can get your your bills knocked down that way. Well, nine times out of ten, especially with like because like with AT and T, like I went into exchange a phone years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. And um, they're like, oh well, they don't, we don't have your plan anymore. Yeah. But for $10 less, you actually get more data and higher speeds. Yeah. Because like your plan's just outdated. Yeah. So now I call all the time. Well, and... and I'm like, hey, you got anything better for me? Sir, you called yesterday. Well, I'm just making sure. <laughs> it, it used to be a quote-unquote green initiative mm-hmm. to go paperless. And yeah. they would incentivize you by saying, hey, we'll, we'll take $3 off of your phone bill yeah. every month. And it was small, but it, you're like, hey, I'm helping the earth and I'm saving $3. But another aspect to that, which was the genius part on their business model, was saying, hey, now they won't give a shit about checking back on it. It's just X mm-hmm. amount of dollars every month. It's a fixed. Do you ever look uh, at your phone bill? No. So I'll be very transparent. Um, in, in my relationship with my wife, um, we were very, very, we, we had some very difficult times. And I turned over all of those finances to her. So she knew because she was the one that would do groceries. She's she's an incredible stay at home mom. So she did all the grocery shopping. She did all the yeah. clothes shopping for for Nora or herself or whatever. So she did all of that. So I turned that all over to her so she would have a better concept of the budget. And I wouldn't be like hounding her like, why did you spend this? We don't have this kind of money. So she has taken over that for probably the last five years. The only thing I worry about now is my mortgage or our mortgage and uh, our car payment. That's okay. that's all. I, so I don't look at those bills. Now, sometimes I see it like pop up when I'm scrolling through Chase and I'm like, what the hell? And yeah. she's like, oh, no, here's what this is. And I'll be like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, man, I spent a lot on Hearthstone last month. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I kind of, we don't, uh, I don't think we necessarily split it, but like, um, she takes care of some stuff. I take care of some other stuff. Yeah. And that works. I mean, especially yeah. if you're in a dual income situation. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in my particular, uh, yeah, I said, honey, partnership, how do you, it's, I, well, right. Yeah. yeah. I go, honey, how do you want to split up the bills? And just give me whatever bills you want. And of course she picked the most expensive ones for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the car. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'll take our $30 electric bill. So, you know this. This really shouldn't be a po- a political issue. It no, really it's should be. And it's and, and you know what it is. It's fucking over the American people again. Well, it's it's putting. I don't think they'll. I don't think. Well, no, we're not going. They're going to play chicken all the way to the default line. 
But the problem is, is it's putting everyone on high alert. It's yeah. putting a sense of chaos, which is something that yeah. the Republican Party has thrived on yeah. in the last five years, especially. Oh, absolutely. And what there's two outcomes here that the Republicans can throw back at them. Like either A, they're the saviors at the last second making right. this get through, or B, we actually default and they can just say, oh, this was the Biden administration, even though the Biden administration didn't put $7 trillion because of tax cuts. Yeah. And then did you see, the did you see Biden's comments on it? No. It was like at the end of a press conference oh, and boy. some guy shouts out, um, Mr. Uh, President Biden, are, are you worried about uh, the, uh, the debt ceiling? And you just hear him as he's walking away. Nope. <laughs> he goes, he goes, there's no way they're going to let us default on what? Eight trillion dollars in yeah. debt. Well, and, oh and, man, it was, it was, it was actually, I was, I was very proud of it. it yeah. Was, it can get through with just the Democrats. Oh, for sure. They can go back. They can tinker with the reconciliation bill. And then it becomes it becomes a time game. And that's when it gets scary. If the Democrats have to go back and pass this all on their own in a, in a restricted amount of time, it can be very difficult because now they're going back on the whole reconciliation process. And they're adding this in. And then it becomes... They still might default just because of the timing. Yeah. So it's it's really important that we we get past this whole partisan bullshit. Yeah. It really is. And and like you said, the the losers here in, in the whole situation is is the American public, right? We're we're the ones that like are getting strung along. There's a sense of chaos, and there should be. This yeah. is, this is unacceptable. Oh, this sure. was not a political bargaining chip until Mitch McConnell made it one. He yeah. is the one that has engineered all of this chaos. They've struck down some of the initial measures. I know the Democrats tried to pass a suspension where they kind of they did this under Trump where they suspended yeah. it. They couldn't agree yeah. on on the debt ceiling and the limitations and all that. Mm -hmm. So they decided to suspend it. And that's something that, you know, they can do now. And the GOP blocked it. So now it has to either go through reconciliation or it has to be a bipartisan passing. It's unacceptable. Oh, for sure. No, I agree 100%. So, so I, either... So just, just after I couldn't take any more heartbreak politically, <laughs> they got to go and break my heart. But there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I do think eventually this gets done. I think you have you know, some of the more rational Republicans maybe. And, yeah. and to, to go back to that point, in the House, the Republicans and, and Democrats are obviously divided. Uh, one Republican actually voted for the measure to kind of get this ball rolling and, mm -hmm. and approved, and that was Adam Kinzinger. Way to go, Adam. Yeah, uh, from Illinois, uh, out in the Rockford, uh, Boone County area, Winnebago County, out there. Uh, I think it's the 18th district, but he was also the one that stood by Liz Cheney. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't blast Every Republican, certainly not Republican voters per se, but like the Republican Party, I would love to trash on every single one of them. Adam Kinzinger, uh, once again, sticks up doing the right thing. I don't agree with him on a lot, but in the moments where he has to do the right thing, regardless of party, he does. And I, yeah. I got to give him credit for that. <sighs> for those just listening, Brian winked at the camera. <laughs> Anything else to say about the debt ceiling, Bri? All right. Brian's making kissy faces. So on that oh, note. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. Just please remember October 3rd. That is this Sunday, October and we, 3rd. We're changing the time. Yes. It's no longer. So it's not going to be at 630. We are pushing it back to seven. Um, and uh, we will see you guys there. 
I hope yeah. you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Remember to check us out on Facebook, like us on YouTube, or follow us on YouTube. Do they subscribe. follow? You subscribe. Like and subscribe. You like the video. Subscribe to us, Smash baby. the like button. Fucking, hit the, hit the yeah. subscribe button. Yeah. We've got... We, we're, we're backhand it like Brian wants to backhand the Republican Party. <clears throat> Full force. Bitch slap them in a Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Yeah. But with that said... Um, hopefully we're not shut down tomorrow when you're listening to this <laughs> and hopefully the debt ceiling gets fixed in two weeks from tomorrow. Gosh. Uh, with that said, do good, be great. Love you. Like, subscribe, follow. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. This ain't the status quo, this is rock and roll. This is how I get on now, Ronnie Moe. This is bye bye, ta ta, audio. This is all or none, this is all I know. This that I don't 